Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What is good, everybody? It's your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again. And we're here to break down a little bit of what we saw versus the 49ers and get into a little bit of week two action as well with the good kid, John Yurkovich from ESPN 1000. We'll get all that started and more starting now. Now, if you are new to the channel, please like the video. Please subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talks Chicago Bears, how Bears talk. So make sure that you're getting tuned with us. And got to welcome in the good kid, Yurko from ESPN 1000. Yurk, how you feeling? Fought for them with the rookie quarterback they were playing against. Uh, and I think he's still a rookie quarterback because he didn't start last year. He just got a couple of couple chances to play last year. Um, I thought the Bears were in prime shape with new coaching staff, with a new spirit, with a new energy, with a new foundation, the yeah. hits, principle, everything they had. I thought they were primed for the upset, and uh, lo and behold, it happened. So I'm very happy going into week two. I got to give you credit because you absolutely called out everything that we saw in the game. If you guys were listening to Yurko over on the Carmen and Yurko show, man, I mean, like literally when you were going through your keys of the game, you were spot on. So here's, here's the first question I got for you, Yurk. Yeah. What do you think was the biggest difference? I understand it's just week one and it's the craziest game we've seen out of all of this, right? But what was the biggest difference, at least starting things off that you saw that this regime implemented that we did didn't see from the last regime. All right. I think attitude, um, attitude. Now what happens is I think he had attitude and player buy-in. And I think that goes hand in hand. What happens over the course of four years, I think it was four years, 18, 19, 20, 21. What happens over the course of four years with, uh, well, you know, the the same excitement, uh, Nagy had that same excitement early on. Yeah. But then when things struggled, then people started to blame each other. Everybody started to blame everybody. And then that enthusiasm that you had your first year, it went out the building. Right. So the thing that needs to be learned here is, okay, how do we maintain that enthusiasm within the building? You maintain that enthusiasm by having a consistent message and not pointing fingers when things go wrong. And let me tell you, things will go wrong this year. It's not oh, yeah. a perfect team by any stretch of the imagination. Your quarterback is not playing exceptional football by b- by no stretch. He made a couple of key passes yeah. in key situations and found the open man and hit the open man. 
And that's all it took. I think defensively, this team is here. Yeah. I think offensively, this team has got a long way to go. And and that's that's a good way to go, right? Because you you were the defensive guy. So when you looked at this defense, right, like where do you feel like this defense has more talent on it than like all the, I call them the national nerds. That's my thing. Like all these national nerds out here, this is going to be a three and 14 team. Does this defense have more talent on it than the national nerds may have expected? Or did the weather play more of an effect than we thought? No, I think this was a, uh, I think we went DVOA on this defense last year and it was like 13th in the DVOA. Yeah. This team also rushed the passer without Clomac last year. Yes. Lomack had seven sacks in eight games. In the final eight games, they were still able to get to the quarterback. Quinn showed an ability to get to the quarterback without Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack never showed the ability to get to the quarterback without somebody else helping him. He always Mm -hmm. needed somebody on that other side to be able to help him. Otherwise, they focused, they double teamed, and they had problems. Quinn didn't have a problem. When, when, When Khalil Mack went out of the game... Uh, Quinn didn't have a problem getting to the quarterback. So I thought that was impressive last year on Quinn's part. And I also believe they thought they had some talent on the defensive line. They missed out on the kid from Cincinnati. Life goes on. Yeah. You got your system of checks and balances in place. They went and got number 93, Jones, I believe his name is. Justin Jones, yep. Yeah, he had a little spitfire. Yeah, I like you know, him. He, he, he looks like a little pit bull in there. <laughs> He's going to make things happen. I like him. Um, I always think if you have a solid defensive line, you can play any three linebackers, you're going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah. You happen to have some uh, Roquan Smith with a little bit of talent. 55 had a chance to make some plays in the game. He didn't have a great game. Yeah. But I think 55's got a chance to play a little bit better. He'll look at that film last week. The, uh, the, 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 uh, who's the, the big receiver for San Francisco? Samuel? Uh, Debo Samuel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Debo, yeah, Debo, when he ran Eddie Jackson over. <laughs> yeah. You never saw Eddie Jackson get run over. 55 could have done his job a little bit better. Yeah. So if I'm Eddie, I'm going, geez, man, just get out there a little bit quicker. And I, I don't get run over the way I got run over. Yeah. But it's good to see Eddie Jackson make a defensive play, get the interception, baited Lance into the throw. He made it look like he's going to go into the middle. He adjusted back when he saw him make a commit to the outside and was athletic enough to get there and make that play. Betty Jackson can do that all year. Thank you. We'll take seven to eight interceptions. There'll be difference makers throughout the year. That's what we want. I think defensively they're there. Offensively, hey, the offensive line was going to be rough until they get together and they become a cohesive unit. It's going to be a rough unit. It'll take some time. Uh, I think uh, you can't judge any of the receivers – that first game on 17 passes <laughs> right 17 passes eight completions yeah you know they, they were velcroed on to some of their guys you know they weren't making moves maybe you can blame the turf maybe you can blame the conditions hopefully uh things are up in green bay green bay surface is phenomenal it's like 50 percent artificial 50 percent real grass yeah they got some plastic strands in it They've got a, a, a sub-air system underneath it. If they get rain, it gets sucked right out of there, and they go and they play football. So they're, uh, I think there's like a 50% chance for rain on Sunday. Yeah, um, hopefully, I, we're not going to see the uh, the swimming pool that is. And the, the, my favorite part of yeah. that, right, is I, I was yeah. telling the guys on my show, I was like, you realize that's the better of the two options we could have had. Like, right. that's the sad part. <laughs> right. I mean, listen, that field held up very well for guys playing a you know, 60-minute football game on there at the end of it. 
And by the time they get back on it, it's going to look perfect. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. If it was the grass, you'd have seen chunks flying up. You right. didn't see a ton of injuries. I, th- I think San Francisco right. had a couple. Those are yeah. big things that are improvements, and, and it still looked like a yeah. swimming pool. So, And the running game is the running game. The running game is always dependent upon the offensive line blocking. So when they start getting a little better, be, uh, little better than that running game. But Justin Fields is going to have to be a part of this running game. Absolutely. I, scrambling. Is being able to innovate, yeah. him being able to get out of the pocket and get away from trouble is an absolute necessity with this offensive line at this stage. L- I let think me, this l- offensive line gets better the more it plays together. Let me ask you this. Can they improve with how we saw in week one the swapping in and out of Tevin Jenkins? I don't like it. And I, I, I wasn't a fan of it because – you're you're the expert on this, right? Don't you need those five guys to be yeah. in there building that cohesion to become one? Can you do that swapping guys in and out? I'd rather have you commit to the one guy until the other one's healthy, and if you want to make a change, make the change. Yeah. Whether it's Patrick goes in for Mustafer, and then you keep Devin Jenkins at guard, however you do it. The, 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 the taking a guy out for 20 plays, you're just getting into a rhythm, figuring out how a guy's playing, and all of a sudden now you're out of the game. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, and, and quite frankly, if you pulled somebody every time they made a mistake or gave up a pressure, you wouldn't have an offensive lineman on the field. Yeah, so, especially so with Nick Bolts on the other side. Yeah, let's be fair. I mean, I don't know why I don't like Tevin Jenkins' personality thing. Whatever. It doesn't make a difference. We didn't draft him. He's not my guy. Yeah. Uh, he looked pretty good on a couple of different occasions. Um, I think you got to give him a chance. He's big body. He's used to being a tackle, but you can take big tackles and move them into guards and they can become very effective guards. He's played well everywhere they've put him pretty much. I mean, left tackle struggled a little bit, but I mean, on the right side, for the most part, he's played pretty well when he's gotten a chance to get in there. It it does seem like this regime really wants to go away from him. Let's take a look at the other side of the football, though, because we saw a rookie come out and show out that I wasn't expecting to see really get much time based on the preseason and training camp, uh, what'd you like about Dominique Robinson's game when he as how he was able to uh, get to the quarterback and get in the backfield? Yeah, I, I mean, listen, they liked him. They saw something uh, in the draft. You know, this Ryan Poles, uh, he he likes a particular style of player. Yeah. So when he's going around the business of looking, you know, at colleges and has his guys out there, uh, he's kind of giving them a little bit of a template. Of, this is what I like. This is what I look for. This is what I like in defensive ends. This is what I like in defensive tackles. This is the type of athlete we're looking for to play the linebacker position. This is what we're looking for. So you got to give a general philosophy of what you're looking for. And then every once in a while, you'll go with a rule breaker. If a guy is so phenomenal, he doesn't fit the template that you like, but he's an exceptional talent, it's yeah. like Jim Furyk's golf swing. It's not a perfect <laughs> golf swing by any stretch of the imagination, but he does it over and over again, and he can perform at a high level. So you excuse all of it and say, okay, because he's that exceptional, we can go ahead and do a rule breaker here. Yeah. Uh, even though it doesn't fit into our system, he's quite effective at what he does. So, um, yeah, I, I think, that, listen, the proof is in the pudding. If you're a productive football player and you make plays, that's all that, that, that's all that matters. Yeah. I remember watching Tony Bennett one time, uh, defensive uh, end for the Green Bay Packers, ended up with the Indianapolis Colts when uh, Ron Wolf didn't want to pay him. Uh, Tony's come off the corner. The guy'd come out to block him. He avoided him and make the play in the backfield. Two ways to do it. You can destroy the guy and make the play, or you can avoid the guy and make the play. He had the uncanny ability to avoid the guy and make the play. Yeah. As long as you make the play, it doesn't make a difference how you do it. Wear and tear wasn't there, but man, he was phenomenal. He could get after the quarterback. So as long as you're making play, 
plays, that's all that matters. And that's what the young kid was doing. He was making plays, period. Do you do you feel like it was one of those games where, because he talked about, right, he picked up a tendency and he was able to attack it. Does that excite you or does that kind of like, okay, he kind of picked something up. You're not going to be able to do that against every tackle well, in the game. Not, not against everybody, but, you know, anything that can help. Yeah. I played against Don Mosbar and I, I was watching Hostetler's hands separate. And it wasn't anything Mosbar was doing. The quarterback was giving it away. Yeah. You keep your mouth shut and don't tell anybody what you see usually is the advice that I give everybody. Yeah. No, but it's good that he's looking for something. You know, for me, it's always down the distance. It's third and six. It's third and goal at the six-yard line. And the offensive tackle is sitting back with a, a stance that's going to propel him backwards. Yeah. Uh, down the distance and personnel are telling me exactly what they plan on doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's going to do it more than the little two-step. If you're picking up audibles, you're hearing something and you recognize something and then they run it a couple of times and you can count on that audible, that's going to give you a little something more too. Fullbacks and the way they used to be in stances, offensive linemen can give you that when they're going to pull. Um, you know, that, that sure, all those things, if you could find pre-snap reads, they're going to help you be a better football player. You, you just tell them, keep it to yourself next time. Don't, don't tell yeah, the media. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> the only ones you tell your teammates. You don't, you, you don't brag about it to the press by any stretch. Yeah, we, we might have to play that guy again. Now he's fixing the tendency. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, how, how would you grade the job, right? Because I think the one thing that Bears fans fear most is that this Bears regime, Luke Getz, he's going to figure out how the offense works, that we're going to build something nice, and then somebody's going to say, hey, Luke Getz, he should be a head coach, and they're going to take him. How would you grade what Ryan Poles has built here with the coaching staff of Flues? To, does he seem like the kind of guy that's going to be able to keep this kind of thing going? I think Mike Tomlin's a defensive coach, right? Mm -hmm. And Mike Tomlin's been there forever. Yep. And if people leave, he just goes ahead and he picks up new people. Yeah. And they have an offensive philosophy, and that's what they do. If you can promote from within, you promote from within. So Luke Getzey, I think, isn't going to be a coaching candidate after year one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be here at least a couple of years. They're going to find out whether Justin Fields uh, is going to be the quarterback of the future or not. And remember, you don't have to make a decision on him until after next year. Yeah. And the reason Mitch Trubisky is not a quarterback here is because you weren't going to pay him $30 million, and that's what he wanted to stay here. Yeah. He wasn't going to accept $5 million to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. If he would have, then you could say, hey, Mitch Trubisky can be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears for $5 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? But he wanted $30 million to be here. <laughs> and you're not going to pay Mitch Trubisky $30 million. That decision will come upon you yeah. when you got to pick up the fifth-year option on Justin Fields, and that's going to come next year. Yeah. So I ain't worried about making any decisions on Justin Fields. I'm watching Justin Fields try to develop. Yeah, but and it is an absolute necessity that he uses his legs. Absolutely. And, um, I don't think the offense is going to be an absolute juggernaut, but I think slowly but surely the offense can get better and better and better. And I blame 50% of what we saw in the weather last week yeah, and 50% of the newness of everything. And then, uh, you know, hopefully that keeps getting better and better. This team's going to be a whole lot better in November than they are now. Yeah. So it's just can everybody be patient for the next eight weeks as you see some rough football being played. And they're going to need to be playing better when they run into that juggernaut of a schedule where you got Buffalo, you got Green Bay, yeah. you got somebody else. That's you got to be playing your best football so you can go out there and battle and survive. Yeah, I said I'm gonna I'm gonna have to towel off Bears fans over on the YouTube side because there's a stretch there we play a lot of bad teams in a row and I I got the Bears picking up yeah. some wins there. Yeah, like, so do I. Calm down, guys. Calm down. Jets, we're, Giants, we're, Houston. We're, <laughs> 
you know, Dallas without Dak Prescott, there's a break that you end up getting. Yeah, and and that was a win I had the Bears getting anyway. Just anyway, yeah. Just because I'm, I, we always, for some reason, play Dallas really well. Right. And uh, I don't know about the commanders. I don't know what to think of the commanders. I, I don't know. I, that's such a good like, The yeah. defense is really good, but then Carson Wentz is also there. Like, it's very and they confusing. they play the Jags. So, you know, how am I supposed to judge it when you beat the Jaguars, you know? <laughs> I love Jacksonville, but I don't know what to think. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's your old team, but but they they're just yeah. putting pieces in there, trying to see what's going to work, and they're probably going to revamp this whole thing after this season again. Well, uh, they'll keep the quarterback though. The quarterback's not going anywhere. I, yeah, so. I, I I think Trevor will be there for a little while with how high they took him. Here's here's one thing, right? That you you've talked about Justin Fields. You talked about Justin in his game. Does it give you a little bit of like? okay, I feel better about this guy that he was able to have those while they weren't many plays that bounce back mentality bouncing back in that second half of the game using his legs more. I don't know if that was his decision or the coach's decision, but he definitely got out using his legs more in that second half showing more of his game. Do you feel better about him heading into week two because he looked like he adjusted himself pretty well? As long as he's willing to run when he's got a scramble. Yeah. And that's the one thing Mitch did his first year. And then he'd, somebody's whispered in his ear to be a legitimate quarterback. You got to be able to pass from the pocket. The hell with that. What you got to do is find ways to win games. That's yeah. it. And if you got to use your legs in a scramble to win games, if you don't have a running game and the running game is not happening and your running backs averaging 1.7 yards per carry. Yeah. If you're the guy that's got to run the ball, run the ball. The, the guy in Buffalo runs the ball. Yeah. Josh Allen. He had the most rushes for the for the uh, Buffalo Bills this week. Yeah, sometimes that's the way it is. With the thing, not so much the RPOs, but with putting an athletic quarterback in there, and if there's nobody open or he can't find anybody open, get your keister moving down the field and get us positive yardage. Yeah, second seventeen is terrible. Okay, second eight is a whole lot better than second seventeen. Yeah, even if it's only a two yard gain, it's better. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think I yeah. think that's what we saw more in the second half of that game. The first half was atrocious. Like right. he, was, he was making terrible reads. The uh, only passes that were happening were uh were screen passes. Yeah, and, and I think it uh, three running back screen passes. I'm like, holy mother of hell, this is the passing game. And like what's Luke Getsy doing up there? Here's here's my question to you on the offensive scheme. Do you like that, right? We heard in the offseason, hey, we're going to go run heavy. We saw in the preseason, hey, we're going to go run heavy. And now, first game of the season, now the weather kind of permitting makes you do it a little bit more, even though Trey Lance was still slinging it. But do you like that the Bears have at a minimum, right, committed to building their team and running their team with a, with a specific style of offense, and then they're making adjustments inside of that? There is no greater offensive suicide than trying to run into an eight man front. Mm. And that's what the bears kept doing over and over and over again. I think out of necessity, out of the weather, yeah, out yeah. of all of it, out of wanting to keep their defense on the sideline a little bit. So the time of possession wasn't totally slanted one way or the other. Sometimes you do that to save your defense. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I can understand a little bit of what they were doing, you know, early on. But, man, when you're running against the eight-man front and you got an unblocked guy just piercing through the line and you're like, well, who's supposed to block him? Nobody. Yeah, because you, ran you out don't of have anybody to block that guy. That's why that guy looks like an all-star. Yeah. That's why that guy's going to make the Pro Bowl because he's got great momentum going into week two because he looks like a world beater, but nobody can touch him because you don't have a guy that can touch him. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, it's, it's, it's offensive suicide trying to run into an eight-man front. It doesn't make any sense. 
unless you get him to overcommit, you get him to make a mistake, and then you cut back where he should have been. Mm. And that happened once or twice, I think, on the on the touchdown run. Yeah. That happened where he overflowed and the, the cutback came back behind the offensive line. He walked into the end zone. Yeah. But you can't bank on that. Can't bank on them. They're going to make a mistake all the time. Yeah. So I'd prefer a quick passing game out of an eight-man front. You know, uh, nice uh, slants, sluggos, you know, slant and go. Um, you know, and they started to do a little something when they tried to, you know, they finally started going deep a little bit. Yeah. Hey, they're going to sit there and mug you all day if you if you don't have anybody can go past anybody. So find a way to get past people. And if they're going to mug your corners, right, they're going to mug your receivers. You got to run people out of the slot, two-way go, get them out behind those corners that are mugging your receivers. Okay, you mug them. Yeah. But guess what? When you're mugging that guy, that means there's going to be a void behind you. So put two guys together, get them out to the perimeter, and complete that ball because uh, that's the only way you get people to kind of back off of you is you start completing stuff down, down the field because no defensive coordinator likes giving up 80-yard plays. 51-yard plays, 30-yard plays. They hate it. You know, they want to they want to die by a thousand cuts. Yeah. They don't want to die by the big just beheading. It drives them crazy. You you saw it. The Pettis play turned everything around yep. for the Bears, and that was the big shot Absolutely. they took. Yep. Uh, we got Yurko here with us. Uh, last question, Yurk. Appreciate you for taking time out. No, you got to go do the show. Yep. Uh, here's as we're heading into week two. We didn't see a lot of craziness in week one because of the weather conditions. We saw some big plays, a couple of shots here, but for the most part, like you said, death by a thousand cuts on both sides, on both scoring uh, drives there. where What do you think from this week one the Bears can take as momentum into week two and say, we did that really well, let's keep doing that versus the Green Bay Packers? Well, they adopted the uh, chip on the shoulder philosophy, us against them. Yeah. So that's something that's going to carry this team through the rest of the year. We've been disrespected. Everybody thinks that we're a Joe. People still don't believe in us, even though we beat San Francisco. Everybody thinks it was because of the rain. It was because of this. It was because of that. It was Trey Lance being inexperienced. It's going to be all blah, 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 blah. So they keep the mentality with them. They keep the us versus them against them. And if they keep playing well defensively, um, I think they're always going to put themselves in a position to win. I think you'll see more offense this week. Uh, more innovative offense. The thing you saw San Francisco do, just to let you go, and why Shanahan sometimes is a genius. Yeah. His first two plays, running plays, were what? Jet sweeps, right? Yep. One, he made you go perimeter left. One, he made you go perimeter right. So what are you thinking on the defensive line now, and you're thinking linebacker-wise? I can't attack. I've got to be worried about getting left and right. And what does that put you as a defense? Put you on the back foot. Now, San Francisco couldn't – they couldn't – once they built that, they, they looked like they were going to do something special, but they only had seven points at half. Yeah. And the longer you stay in a game – and I thought the Bears weren't the better team, but as long as you stay in a game, you're at home, the weather's a little salty, they're not perfect conditions, uh, the better chance you've got in pulling a game out. And it worked perfectly for the Bears, and they found a way to pull that game out. But – uh you know, early on, it didn't look good. No. Early on, it, it, it looked poor. And, um, you know, they they got a sack to knock him out. You know, the one-handed sack by the young man. Yeah. Tore him down by the jersey and got him onto the ground. That took him out of field goal range. Um, you know, and that's the type of play. That's the one big play there. Looked like nothing. You know, they're going to get off the field. But it took him out of field goal range to stop them from being able to score a little bit more. He overthrew a guy in that same possession. Yeah. 
a guy that might have been open. So, hey, there's another little break you get, but it's a rookie quarterback. We've seen rookie quarterbacks overthrow guys here in this, you know, with the Bears too. So a couple of little plays that kept you in the game, kept it 7 nothing, 10 nothing. All of a sudden you score a touchdown, you look up and you go, man, it's 10-7, we're in the game. Yeah, That's where you got a little bit of belief, and then they found a way to go ahead and win that game. I I, I think th- I think me and you have been in lockstep with, I've got the Bears finishing 9-8. and eight. I just think yeah. it's, I don't think it's dominant. I don't think this team comes right. out and they're great. But I think just based on being up against a third-place schedule, I yeah. don't see them being this god-awful football team right. that so many it, people have said. It's going to be a battle every week. Absolutely. It's going to be a battle every week. It'll be a dogfight. You're going to lose a couple of these games, and you're going to scratch your head, and you're going to be ticked off. But it'll be a fight. They'll be in every game, you know, even against Buffalo. They're going to be in it. Now, they might lose by 14 or 17 at the end, but they're going to be in the damn thing. You, you got you got us in it against Buffalo? I'm, I'm scared of Buffalo. I'm not going to yeah, lie. I am so. too, but I got us in it. I got us in it because of the defense. You appreciate you for tuning in and, and right. joining the show. Know you got to go do Cross Talk Unhinged. I'll be yep. listening to that as well. You got anything uh, coming up that you want to let the people know about or uh, just tune into the show? Well, we're at Live Golf tomorrow. Just tune in and listen. We're, at, uh, we're out at Rich Harvest Farm, so we're going to have a little bit of fun tomorrow. Friday, we're going to be out at Hooters in uh, Higgins Road up in Park Ridge. So oh, okay. we're going to have a little bit of fun. We'll be out and about pressing the palms. Right. So we'll be, uh, you know, we just do what we do. Right. We have fun. We talk sports and football's back. So we got six months of joy. Might have to pull up on yet Hooters, man. Uh, Come hey, on by. As, as always, man, appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us. Make sure that you hit that like button, subscribe to the page and let us know how you feel about this Bears dub in the comments below. It's, it's a good week when the Bears win. As always, man, it's your boy, Pat, the designer, back at it again. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.